All right, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Plane Sports. <laughs> I'm in Tulsa now for uh, Mother's Day weekend. That's why my room is some of my brother's room with the Niners set up again. Um, I had a doozy last night, boys. So we are not going to do the uh, the shotgun challenge uh, it's, that we mentioned on the last video as far as who wins uh, the, the Evers versus Bohannon debate. <laughs> it, it, it appears pretty close in the comments, way closer than I would have anticipated. Um, but I guess stay tuned. We'll We'll hit that um whenever we make full recoveries and plus we don't have brum today uh he's doing who knows what but uh today we're going to talk about jeffrey johnson uh, out of the transfer portal we got from tulane uh, but before we get into that uh, we just want to say we appreciate you guys support your help uh please keep subscribing and doing all that fun shit it, it helps us out a lot um and with that being said i'm not gonna drag it on let's let's roll into this uh jeffrey johnson's a guy that we we talked about multiple times at six, two, three Oh two is what we have them listed as. Um, it was a noticeable problem in the Oklahoma Tulane game in the, in the, in the first game of the season. Uh, but Jose, you mentioned his stats, but a little before we started, uh, I think he was around 44 tackles, six tackles for loss or something, two and a half sacks last season. First career, he's got 10, 10 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, about 135 tackles. Um, just a big body up front. Um, it's, he's definitely a good piece to have on the defensive line. And the guy that I mentioned, I think he's going to start um, next to Jalen Redmond. Um, so, Jose, what do you think? Yeah, you hit it right on the head with all his stats. I mean, the dude, like you said, was a problem whenever we played against him in the season opener last year. And that's what we kind of expect from him going into next year, right? So the expectations are pretty high for his performance. Um, you know, it. I guess it's uh, – good that you and I are talking about him because we did the defensive line breakdown. And I think both of us had him as a penciled in starter from our perspective for on the defensive line, because he is so big, he had a great spring performance. Um, and you know, he's, he's just going to get better as he's learning the system. What I thought was really interesting about him was doing research on him. He has dropped a significant amount of weight going from when he first entered college to now. Tulane on their website had him listed freshman as a freshman. He was about 320. So 18 years old, pretty much fresh out of high school was just a big boy, which is good. I mean, that's what we all look for as a recruit. It shows like potential you know, skill because the bigger you are at that point, you know, you probably have some natural talent that will just help you out there. Um, sophomore and junior year, he was in that 330 range, teetering between, between 320 and 330. And then senior year was a drastic change. I guess they had him lose a hundred or sorry, a hundred. Uh, they had him lose about 45 pounds. So he was listed at six, three, two ninety five, And you can see like a noticeable, noticeable difference in his uh, body. Like 45 pounds is, is a lot of weight, no matter how, how much you weigh at that point. And he just looks significantly more athletic. seems like Oklahoma's trying to pack on some more pounds. He is listed at three Oh two, like Brandon said on Oklahoma's website. So um, you know, I'd probably expect him to maybe be at around 305. Really, I mean, he's what 22, 23 years old. The body fluctuation really probably isn't there anymore for him. Being a, a football player, might you know, like I said, maybe get, gain an extra three to five pounds for for playing weight, especially with how Todd Bates explained how he will have the expectations for his defensive line. You've got that five pound. Uh, wiggle room and if you're not within your window obviously you can't find these guys but they will be punished in some way just because that's how he knows back in the day that's how the NFL did it when he was 
playing at the pro level and he wants to have that same expectation for these guys whenever since essentially they are preparing to be pros and once you get to the pros if you don't make it in your weight window or however your team sets that up you're going to get fined so it's good practice for him but i expect him to be very athletic much more of a run stopper when jalen redmond next to him has more of a pass rusher but i'm excited for him and and what he's going to be for the oklahoma's defensive line yeah no i definitely agree with the i think i think he's definitely gonna be more of a run stopper too i'm but if I think having 10 sacks for a guy that of that that big, especially you mentioned as a freshman during 320, um, he kind of started his career off like a, like a, a Vince Wolfork type nose tackle, just a big dude in the middle. Um, and now that he's dropped a little bit of weight, I, I kind of agree with you. I think I expected to be around that 305, 310. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to be huge in the run game, uh, switching out with Jonah Luwalu and other some of some of those other guys. But um, he's a guy that we talked about too when you when we're going through his offers he had offers from some big time programs. Uh, we met yeah, uh, the Florida, Alabama, um, Florida LSU, State, Florida Miss. State, yeah. Ole Miss. He had, he had some huge offers. So I wonder why, why Tulane at the jump? The only thing I can think of is, um, because it's clearly not talent-based if, if you get offers from those big SEC schools, but, uh, he played right away as, as a freshman at Tulane. Um, which I mean, I guarantee that's not happening at the other programs. Uh, no matter, it's 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 difficult to do that as a freshman at, at some of those programs, especially on the defensive line. So, um, I think it's it's exciting for us that he went to Tulane because he's bringing four years of legitimate playing time experience to that defensive line. Um, that's another reason why I have him penciled in as one of those guys who's going to start. Yeah, and that, that's definitely a good point because we lost a lot of experience on the defensive line, not just the interior, but again, like going back you know, to December when we had all, all those losses, like people were saying Oklahoma was being ripped apart by Lincoln Riley and the USC staff, but realistically they took two guys, three guys. Yeah. Caleb, Mario and Latrell. Um, and then we really, the majority of the lo- the losses were to the NFL draft, which is something to be proud of. And a lot of it was on the defensive line with Nick Benito, Isaiah Thomas, Perry on Winfrey, like those are those were key players on the defensive line last year, and we needed veteran help at that at that position anywhere on the defensive line because we were coming into this year pretty much with a lot of fresh faces. You know, yeah, they they had been at the program for a little bit, but they would have never had the starting experience that Jeffrey Johnson is going to come in with and pairing him up with Jalen Redmond. And when we talked about it in the defensive line breakdown, we we think there's going to be still a rotation, just like. Yeah. Similar to probably something like Alex, Alex Grinch had where, where you're rotating, but with how uh, Venables has described the packages, there's obviously a lot more variety. So we're probably going to see specific packages with a lot of different combinations, not just rotating out because of fatigue. So Jeffrey, I would expect him to play a lot more with a guy like Jalen Redmond because they complement each other a lot more but also probably come in with a guy like Isaiah Coe or Jordan Kelly, bigger bodies that are just going to run stuff, especially when we're playing against uh, maybe Texas, because as much as we may not like to admit it, B. John Robinson is a very talented running back and making sure he can't just absolutely destroy the middle of the line is going to be important and pushing around that offensive line that Texas paid for 
you know, they, some of those guys were pretty talented coming out of high school. So making sure that they aren't able to open any holes for B. John Robinson is going to be important playing against a team like Texas and other teams that have pretty good running attacks. No, I agree. Uh, him just being there, um, he doesn't even have to make the play every single time. But as you mentioned, if he can, if he can draw two two interior offensive linemen, meaning a center and a guard somewhere, and kind of free up a spot for someone else to make a play at the middle, uh, that's doing your job as a run stopping defensive lineman. Um, and I think he definitely has that capability. He's a guy who's he's going to be on the field every single time. It's a third and one, third and inches, third and two t- type situation, a uh, goal line situation. He's going to be out there um, because he's. I mean, he's huge and he's, I mean, I mean, he's, he's, and now he's, he's going to, as you mentioned with his, with his weight cut, I mean, that just shows that he's, he's a team guy. He's going to, he's willing to go wherever the team needs him to be, but not only is he still going to be pretty big, but he's going to be, he's going to have the athleticism to um, maybe not only cover shit up the middle, but, you know, maybe stretch it outside a little bit if he has to, if, if, if making a sideline to sideline play. Um, I think he's going to bring a lot to Oklahoma. Um but yeah, I mean, he's got huge shoes to fill. Uh, he's got ideally, or I, I mean, he's realistically, he's playing into that, that Perion Winfrey area, which we all know what Perion did for us. Um, he, I think he should have been way higher in the draft. Uh, I think Cleveland got a steal, um, but those are huge shoes to fill. And I, and it's, to me, it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be Jeffrey Johnson playing as much as Perion did. Um, or as you alluded to, it's going to be more of a rotation, I guess, instead of because Perion was kind of that guy. And of course, he's, he's shifted around a little bit. But um, I think although Johnson will start, I think we're going to see a lot more, a lot more switching than than we did with Perion. Yeah, and, and I think you you probably hit it like right on the head. It's going to be a lot of situational football with the defensive side of the ball. You know, like you said, we're probably fair to expect him to play on on third and shorts pretty much anywhere in the red zone. Um, and then any really like high pressure situations where the defense needs to stop, that's when I would expect them to play. And really, we're talking a lot about rotations right now, but once we get into like towards the end of the season, the, the must win games, no matter if you're a one loss team or an undefeated team, the game, the team, the games that you absolutely need to win to get to the conference title and still be in play for a playoff spot. I think he'll be playing the majority of the game and not be rotated out very much. Cause at that point, you know, looking again, like it's not like we watched a lot of Clemson football with, with Venables in the last 10 years and, and Bates, but you know, they, they were pretty good on defense and those starters were pretty consistently out there during those big games. Like when you're watching Clemson football, you're seeing a lot of Christian Wilkins, probably saw a lot of Cleveland Farrell, um, those big guys in the middle that were just going to 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 be able to take those hits from the big boys on the other side of the ball and ultimately keep those holes closed because again, like I know that it's exciting. And on the stat sheet, the, the big guys in the middle aren't gonna be popping off like 10 sacks and a career for an interior defensive lineman, good. But if you're just gonna say defensive lineman in general, 10 sacks is is meh, right? Like you would expect a 10 sack season from, from an edge rusher. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something that you just have to watch. You have to watch Jeffrey Johnson dominate the game. You're not going to see it on a stat sheet after the fact, and he's going to be an important player in, on this team moving, going down the stretch when we're trying to hopefully play for a playoff spot. Cause you know, this season, it, it, it is a lot of changes and it's going to be hard to predict 
where this team is going to be at the end of the year. Seldomly do you see guys on that defensive tackle, especially that nose tackle spot where, where Jeffrey Johnson's at, uh, where they where they're having big stat seasons, where they're putting up a lot of sacks and stuff like that. The only guys I can think of right away that come to mind is Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald, who obviously play that same position, and they are all over the quarterbacks. Or Sue used to be, Aaron Donald still is, but I think those are two. Aaron Donald's definitely a Hall of Famer, and I think Sue is probably a Hall of Famer too. Um, so there's they're kind of the exception to that rule. Um, but I, I definitely agree. Uh, you, you don't see no tackles put up sacks and stuff, and that's fine. That doesn't mean he's not doing his role and disrupting the game. I think if he wants – like, because I, and I also agree with the whole Clemson philosophy where they kind of roll with their guys in those big games. Uh, I think if Jeffrey Johnson can consistently put pressure on quarterback – he doesn't have to make the sack, but if he can get through and – make the quarterback throw the ball a little bit earlier, uh, you know, earlier than he wanted to, or, or not step up in the pocket like he wanted to and kind of just be disruptive. Uh, and that doesn't have to be a sack that can literally just be making the quarterback think, Oh shit, throwing the ball a little bit earlier than he wanted to bad pass, Aaron pass, whatever. Uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to um, as far as if he can be that guy who plays in the big moments. Uh, Cause I think we're going to get that out of Jalen Redmond for sure. Uh and I, I do think I think Jeffrey Johnson will start, but if he wants to keep that role, it's going to be because he's good. We I think we know what his run game is going to be like. It's going to be pretty damn efficient. But I feel like in some of those big games, it's more it's 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 more of a passing type situation. Uh, and if he can, yeah, if he can consistently get through and at least put pressure, or get his hands on balls, um, just be disruptive in the pass game. I think that's what it's it's, it's going to come down to. Yeah, and, uh, while you were talking. You know, the, the big game thing is something that I'm like trying to run through my head. And like the first big game that this team is going to have is going to be Nebraska. Like no matter what you think about how talented they are, like they have some pretty big guys on that offensive line. So I think the defensive line is going to have a lot of of moments where it's kind of a prove it moment or a prove it situation. And I think that's what the game against Nebraska is going to show us. All right. How good are these guys really in the trenches? both probably more so that the, our defensive line rather than offensive line. I'm not sure how good their, their, uh, their, def, the Nebraska defensive line is, but if Jeffrey Johnson has a really good game against Nebraska, I think that solidifies a spot for the rest of the year. It's going to be which, which of you guys are going to be able to prove it against some of the biggest bodies that you're probably going to face this year before going hopefully into a playoff situation. Because once we get to the playoffs, probably fair to expect seeing a team like Georgia or Alabama, maybe Clemson, depending on how their offense has improved over this off season. Um, you know, other sec teams that, that have, you know, gathered talent and big enough bodies to protect their quarterback. And at the end of the day, the expectation, like you said, is can Jeffrey Johnson get past them, those big bodies enough to just create a, a hurry. And that that's all you need. You don't need the sack. Just, just have the quarterback stress and let let a guy off the edge like Ethan Downs or Stripling or Reggie Grimes let them get let get let them get that stat if it if it's necessary if you can't get your hand on the quarterback but don't you know the the key for him is just getting getting the rush because like you said we know that his his run defense is going to be good and it's going to be there yeah I, I think that Nebraska game is definitely a good prove it and uh, so like not only are they 
big corn fed dudes on the line um, every single year. And they are huge. So, I mean, it's, it's, but they have Casey Thompson at quarterback now. And we remember what he did to us last year. Uh, granted, he was at Texas then. He probably had better weapons on the outside than he will at um, Nebraska. But I mean, still the dude damn near played a perfect game as far as QBR goes, I think against us. Um, and granted it was, it's a different system. Uh, and Jeffrey Johnson obviously had no part of that, but uh, we don't want to let Jeff, because I mean, that's a trap game to me, that, that Nebraska game, just in general, I, it's, you, we know that stadium is going to be rocking. Um, they're going to bring it. They, they do every single year uh, in, in their product is, is bad every single year, but uh, I mean, that's going to be hostile. They're, they're going to want to win. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Um, that's the game that if Casey Thompson gets off to another hot start and, and we find ourselves down 14 0 or 17 0 or something, um, we could, we could find ourselves in trouble. Um, so yeah, I think that that Nebraska game, not only for, I mean, for Jeffrey Johnson, sure. But I think a lot of those guys on the defensive line, if you're not pretty much, if you're not named Jalen Redmond or Ethan Downs, as we talked about on the defensive line breakdown, um, that's going to be your first real opportunity to say that I, I need to be out here and, and kind of show it on tape. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to do Brum's normal over under on play time? I think you can come up with those numbers better than I can. Uh, no, I was gonna, I was going to defer that to you. I was going to stick to the end of video. That's well, let, let, let's just leave that to Brum. He can. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll watch live w- with all of us, and he can put throw those numbers down there. So go ahead. Yeah, and do that, Brum. Just in the chat. Do your uh, stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> come up with those numbers better than we can so i actually like I think this a lot and I think both of us but we can at least both agree that he will probably be it during big moments expect we expect him to be a starter if not at the beginning of the season definitely once we get to to the big must-win games def, definitely the in conference play so um he'll we it's fair to say, right? We both expect him to be a big player on this defensive line, and hopefully that he he is that and, and more for for the Sooner team that definitely needs some experience and leadership of the defensive line position. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you got anything else? Now you want to go ahead and roll into your end of video challenge? Roll the end of video. So obviously on on the Hoodats guys are the easiest end of easiest end of video challenge, and 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 you know just what are your thoughts on Jeffrey Johnson? Uh, Jose and I are obviously very high on him. I think he can have a pretty big year um we only have him for one season so uh, let's hope he gets in there and balls out uh, we obviously we both have him penciled in as starters do you do you guys think he's a starter is he a rotational piece uh, is generally Wiley going to beat him out whatever it is what are your guys thoughts on jeffrey johnson all right you heard him make, make sure to comment down below let us know what you think about jeffrey is he going to start where is he if he's not going to start do you think he's going to be a rotational player is he going to be a casualty of depth you know, who, who knows? Let us know what you think. Um, and like Brandon said at the top of the video, make sure that you're liking the video, hitting that subscribe button. As Brum always says, it's free. We're not charging you to hit it. Just hit it. If you're coming back a lot, you're not hitting that subscribe button. What are you doing? Just go ahead and do it and turn on the notification bell while you're at it. So you never miss a video. If you guys don't have time to watch a video or YouTube isn't the easiest way to get our content, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Links are down below. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Links are also down below in the description. Um, we'll see you next time. Probably going to do some recruiting updates um, once we get to, to the middle of the week as we did have some visitors this this weekend. So we've got some, some beer shotgunning and some beer shotgunning. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched the last video, make sure to go back because we had a pretty good, pretty good <laughs> little discussion on who's better, Nick Evers or, or Jerry Bohannon. 
Yeah, and actually, please comment on that because that's far closer than than Rum and I anticipated. Uh, I didn't realize how many Nick Evers fans we have. I mean, I love it. Uh, he's obviously he's a Sooner, and, and and they're rallying around our guy. But uh, I, I there's no way he's better than Gary Bohannon at the moment. But that's we debated that already. And yeah, it goes. Please go watch that video and comment because it's closer than it needs to be. Yeah, it should be Nick Evers. All right, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>